Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go! Now from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Once again, Matt Pauley. One hour down, one more to go. We are back at Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. And we can see the broadcast from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, really just across the street from uh, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium earlier today. The Cardinals playing a WBC exhibition game as they're able to uh, pick up the win against Team Nicaragua, winning by a 6-4 score. Coming up this hour, we are going to be joined by Rob Rains, stlsportspage.com. He's going to join us in uh, just a few moments. And uh, also later on this hour, we're going to do what we're going to do our uh, daily fun with audio as we will hear from uh, Oliver Marmel playing back some of his comments that he uh, had today, both uh, before and after today's WBC exhibition. There was a uh, surprise visitor here in Jupiter today. Former Cardinal uh, Albert Pujols was here. Now, he has been working with the Angels. That personal services agreement has gone into effect. More on that in just a moment. But to get uh, more details on uh, what went down today with uh, Pujols' visit with the Cardinals, we'll check in with our own Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman back in Jupiter, Florida. Here's a little bit of Albert Pujols' visit with the media on Thursday morning. He sent a text message to Ollie Marmel, the Cardinals manager, indicating he wanted to stop by the complex on his way to Miami on business. He did that, gave out some hugs, visited with Marmel in his office and other members of the Cardinals organization before Departing, however, he visited with reporters. One of the things he talked about, he's no longer playing baseball, but he is playing golf, is actually playing quite often and quite well. I play a lot this offseason. Uh, actually, since your retirement, I play a lot in the DR, but I shot 74 yesterday at the Grove, so that's okay. I think. I hopefully stay like that, but then you go like yesterday and then you end up shooting 81. You know, it's, that's, that's golf, you know. It's, I don't... I don't get paid to be a professional golfer. I enjoy it. So you can be as loud as you want and just like to have fun and enjoy. I'm obviously competitive because you want to be able to compete. But I enjoy the game and I love the game. And plus, you know, having AJ also, you know, that's that's a career that he wants to proceed, you know. He actually outdrives me probably by 20 yards. And I, drew, I hit the ball pretty decent and he, he can pound the ball out there. And in a sense, would you want him to beat you though? In a- of course, of course. But I think uh, 
But I think, you know, and kind of prepare himself mentally too also, you know, for those challenges, you know, because, you know, he's too young, 22, and golf is not easy. And like I told you, just like, you know, on Tuesday, 74, and then yesterday, 81. It's like, oh, God, dang, what happened with that guy on Tuesday, you know? <laughs> I guess it's like uh, in baseball turn, you know, when you when you have a good game, like 4-4-4, four, 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 and then the next day you get three punch out. Like I was talking to Goldman, and he shares with me, and like, yeah, the other day I got to walk, I hit a homer, basically, whatever. And then yesterday I punched out, the day before I punched out three times. Like, it'll happen, dude. It's baseball, you know? It's just block those things and focus for the next day, one day at a time. How is your foundation? It's doing great. Um, you know, they just got back from the Dominican Republic uh, doing a mission trip, so... Just awesome, like always. And like I say, every time I see you, I thank you so much because you've been one of the one, you know, to promote in that. You know, that's something, you know, that Tapper and Jang and everybody at the foundation worked so hard, you know, to make it work always. You seem uh, very much at peace. So what was it like walking in here? Oh, uh, no, I'm fun. You know, some of those guys ask me the same question if I miss it, and I told them, no, I don't. See you, Mo. Take care, buddy. Uh, good to see you. Um, I I don't until you know what I miss being around the guy, being around the fans, and you know. But like the game wise, I I, I know you know, and I think part of that is because I prepared myself for it, you know. I mean, it was my time, and I'm glad that I was able to finish strong. But he might not be finished in the game of baseball just yet. Pujols indicated that if the right opportunity comes up, he would be interested in coaching. For right now, he's serving a personal services contract with the Angels. He went to their spring training complex in Arizona, worked with some young players, said he really enjoyed that. Right now, he's enjoying retirement. In the short term, plans on visiting the World Baseball Classic in Miami. Might even stop by to see Yadier Molina manage Puerto Rico. In Jupiter, Florida with the Cardinals, I'm Tom Ackerman, KMOX Sports. Tom, part of the group of uh, media that uh, spoke with Albert Pujols in the uh, parking lot just outside of uh, the Cardinals uh, building here uh, at their spring training complex earlier today. It's it's a little bit of a tightrope, it feels like, when it comes to Pujols and who he can talk to, how he can talk to them. Uh, obviously, he has a lot of friends inside of that clubhouse, but at the same time, he is an employee of the Angels. That personal services agreement did kick in. It's a 10-year deal, and he's getting paid pretty good money uh, from the Angels. And uh, so like him standing in the middle of the clubhouse and addressing the whole team or something like that, you probably can't do that just because uh, of him being an employee of the Angels, but being around a little bit, talking to individuals, spending some time with Oliver Marmel, I think that's okay. But that was something that we kind of wondered uh, when the season came to an end last year. Uh, that was one of the big questions. Like, what can he do with the Cardinals? Can he be uh, a guest instructor during spring training? Uh, can he be honored before games during the regular? Like, what's what can he do and what can he not do? And I don't know if it is for sure figured out, but it certainly is something that uh, everybody involved continues to be uh, very careful with just to make sure that nobody's uh, breaking any rules with a guy who obviously has deep, deep, deep ties to the Cardinals, most recently played for the Cardinals, is most closely associated with the Cardinals, but at the same time is not employed by 
the Cardinals and is employed by another team across uh, Major League Baseball. But kind of fun, fun to get to uh, the facility today and hear that uh, Albert Pujols was uh, indeed visiting uh, with uh, some of his uh, former teammates and others in the organization. All right, we will take a break. Uh, When we come back, we are set to be joined by uh, Rob Raines, a longtime Cardinal beat writer, stlsportspage.com. We'll get his take on what he has seen so far over the course of a spring training and grapefruit league play. That's next. We're broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Holmes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, continuing right here on KMOX. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. He is the Cardinals beat writer for uh, stlsportspage.com. You follow him on Twitter, at Rob Rains. It's... Rob Raines. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. It's good that you got that Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) Glad, Yeah, lucky it was available. Uh, What's jumped out to you in your time? You've been uh, covering the Cardinals here for the last uh, few weeks. Is there any one or two big storylines for you that's really hit you? It's going to come as a shock, but I think you have to start with Jordan Walker. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, we all came into camp expecting him to play well. I mean, you never know. I mean, I kind of think back to a year ago when we thought Nolan Gorman was going to play well, and he didn't. He really struggled in that first uh, first major league spring training camp and obviously ended up not starting the season with the club because of it. Uh, and so you wondered if Jordan would kind of go through the same things, especially being only you know 20 years old and no games above double-A. But he's come in here and played every bit as well as he could possibly have played. So, so I would say you start with that, even though it's not great shock. Mason Wynn has had a really good spring as well. 
not as much pressure, I don't think, on him because I don't think there's any chance that, you know, barring an injury, that he would make that jump to, to the big league club. But I would say that the two you know, top prospects in this organization have, have performed as well as you would want your two top prospects to play. I would think from a Cardinal standpoint, they don't want Walker to be a guy that goes up and down, that once he gets to the big leagues, he's here. So is there pressure? He's performing at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll continue to do this the rest of spring. Is there some internal pressure for the Cardinals to have a confidence level that he's going to be able to sustain yeah. this if he breaks camp? The, yeah, I think that's the question. You, know, yeah. you don't you don't want him to go up there and you know not play well. You don't want him to go up there and not play. I mean, if he makes the ball club out of spring training. He's going to play. Uh, and you, like you said, yeah, you don't. I mean, there's there's a long list of players, you know, great players in the history of the game who have started at the big league level and then had to had to go back to the minor leagues for some some retraining or whatever, you know, reworking on things. That I mean, it's happened to a lot of guys, so it would not be unusual for it to happen to to him as well. But you don't want that to happen if you have a choice. So, um, and you also don't want him to make the club by default. I mean, you don't want him like, to take somebody's spot only because somebody's hurt or something like that. So, you know, the the fact is, you know, O'Neill, Carlson, and and Newtbar, even though you know O'Neill and Newtbar aren't here now are obviously guys that they have a lot of confidence in all three of those guys to play at the big league level. So it's not going to be an easy decision. Yeah, I don't think. I think there are going to be a lot of really tough decisions. Ali talked today about the bullpen and the kind of decisions they're going to have to make out there, and I think, you know, that's that's going to be tough too. So, you know, perfect world scenario would be probably easier for the Cardinals to have him Walker start in Memphis, have him play well for a month or two down there, and then bring him up, you know, kind of like they did with Gorman a year ago. But I think he's played his way beyond that at this point, unless, as I say, the next two weeks just, just kind of fall apart. Yeah, it, it really feels like at this point he has to play his way out of a job, where a week ago we were talking about him playing his way into a job. I, I definitely think that's the case. And, and again, I mean, he's taking advantage of the opportunities because you've got two guys who aren't here in O'Neill and Newport, and you've got Dylan Carlson who's been compromised a little bit because of a, a sore arm, so he's been limited to some DH duties, and he's supposed to get back in the field the next couple of days, so um, he needs to get out there and, and play well. So, yeah, you got to credit Walker for what he's done. I mean, and I think, you know, you want to reward young players too. I mean, you don't want you don't want young players to feel like, they, you know what? What do I have to do to make the ball club? You know, if you go out and hit 400 in the spring, hit you know three home runs, play well every aspect of the game, and you don't make the club, that, what kind of message does that send to the other young players? So it does kind of put the the management of the club in a little bit of a quandary as far as the, you got to make the right decision, but you also want to reward performance. You know, we always talked about performance matters, and you know a lot of times, and if he's one of your 13 best players, he needs to be on the club. That's what I think. I'm not trying to speak for anybody else, but I think it feels like if he's going to make the team if 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 the regular season were to start tomorrow it'd be him and left o'neill and center and newt bar and right but that being said we just saw dylan carlson hit home runs in back-to-back games doing it from the left side which is which is notable as well oliver marmel's talked so much about competition and it feels like maybe carlson is starting to feel that a little bit and he's coming through and I think you also have to remember that the advantage that the Cardinals and now every National League club has that didn't have a couple of years ago is the having the DH. So you could rotate, you know, that fourth outfielder and still find plenty of at-bats for, for those guys. It's going to take at-bats away from somebody else, obviously, who might be a, a DH candidate. But I think, you know, there would be enough playing time to keep all those guys happy. And that's, again, assuming that there there aren't any injuries, which over the course of a season, we always know some, some things are going to happen that you hadn't planned on or that, you know, aren't in the best interest of all the players involved. We're pre-recording this conversation. Just moments ago, we got out of Oliver Marmel's office after the game against Team Nicaragua. He was asked about Paul DeYoung, and he was pretty blunt in saying that DeYoung did not have a very good day. And the numbers for DeYoung so far are not good. I mean, so much was made about what he did in the offseason here. 
We have not yet seen it really come through outside of that home run he hit. We haven't really seen it come through. They're in a quandary with him too. Yeah, you know they owe him a lot of money for this season. Now, obviously, he's out. You know the options to kick in after this season, so that's not really the the issue. But uh, you know, there's two issues. One is if he's not hitting, does do you justify keeping him as a just as a backup shortstop without knowing that the offense is going to struggle when he has struggled the last two or three years? It's not like this is a newfound problem. You know, he's not hit well for for a couple of years. Um, so that's number one. But then number two is. Are you comfortable having Brendan Donovan as your backup shortstop if that's the only in backup infielder that you carry? And shortstop is, you know, he can play it, but it's not his best position. If there's, they don't have another natural shortstop on the roster. So that, that's going to be a, a question that's going to have to answer as well. It's, you look at everything that's going on and you try to figure out, okay, what means something and what doesn't? Because a lot of stuff out here doesn't mean a thing, mm-hmm. but some stuff does. They play Nolan Gorman at third the other day. All of a sudden it feels like, okay, well, maybe that's an answer for when Nolan Arnato needs a day off. Are they confident with – has Mason Wynn done enough that they think that maybe he gets to the big leagues this year? So Brendan Donovan being an answer at shortstop is a, is a short-term sort of thing. You just – you look at it all and you try yeah. to figure out what the answer is. So, to me, I, I mean – and I'll say this, I mean, I've covered Paul DeYoung a long time. I like him. He's a good guy, a good player. I wish him nothing but the best. I mean, I hope he finds it. hope he gets it going. But at sometimes, you know, when things don't change, you just have to try something else. Yeah. You know, and with me, in his case, it might even be a, a fresh start somewhere else. You know, it's a, we saw it with Matt Carpenter, you know, a year ago. You know, they've got the Yankees and has tremendous success that I don't think anybody predicted him to have after the way things ended in St. Louis. So maybe that could happen again with Paul DeYoung. I don't know. But I say this, I would be confident enough carrying – Donovan as my backup shortstop if he only needed to play, you know, once a week there or, or, you know, once every 10 days or whatever, knowing that if you have Mason Wynn playing every day in Memphis, something happens to Tommy Edmund that he's going to be out for a significant period of time, then you can bring Mason Wynn up and play short on a daily basis. It's a pretty cool time for Cardinals fans when you think about the youth that's coming up. Walker could be here on opening day. Mason Wynn's a lot closer than I think any of us thought when spring training opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tinkins has been so much fun to watch. Gordon Graceffo got beat up pretty good his last time out, but obviously he has a bright future. There's so many guys who are going to be what you would expect to be the core of this team not yeah. that far down the road. No, I, I really like their farms. I really like those top-end top, top end prospects. Now, they may not have kind of the, the depth of some of the prospects deeper down in the system. They've they're got some really young guys that are a little farther away, but the top five or six prospects in this organization are close. They're close to be knocking on the door, and they're not only going to play in the big leagues. I mean, if everything is that you've seen from them in the minor leagues, everything you've seen in the spring plays out, they're going to play and play well at the major league level. Rob Raines, STL Sports Page, continuing to uh, join us. The backup catcher position, this became a story earlier in the week. Coming into camp, I think a lot of people assume that of course, Andrew Kisner is going to be the guy. And we find out it's not a for sure thing and that uh, Tris Pereira has done a, a really nice job and he's opened up some eyes in the organization. It, it almost feels like maybe Barrera is ahead of Kisner at this point if you just kind of read between the lines of what's being said. Well, again, you're going on the fact that you saw Kisner play a year ago and really didn't do much offensively, you know, and it, his reputation coming up through the organization always said he was offense-oriented catcher. I mean, offense first was his his calling card, and if he's not hitting, you know, again, is there somebody else that they can get who's probably a better catch-and-throw kind of guy? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm like you. I just kind of rocked, knocked that uh, that question out of the box when we started spring training i figured you know kisner's gonna be the backup catcher barrera will go to memphis work with herrera and be a you know valuable backup down there and you know to help if you need him in the depth of position but uh yeah always made it clear that that is not 
necessarily a given that Kisner's going to win that job. It's, you know, it's going to be a battle to watch the next couple of weeks. Kisner played a lot last year because of all the Yachty stuff and the injuries and him being away from the team and just everything that happened. Uh, but generally speaking, Yachty played more than any other catcher out there. That's not going to be that way with Wilson Contreras. So now that backup catcher job, it's all, the job description has changed where now you're looking at 40-plus starts a year for sure. And you need some offense out of that yeah. position. I mean, that's what the, the Cardinals had, you know, one of the worst offenses out of the catcher's position, even with Yachty a year ago. So that was definitely what they were looking to upgrade with Contreras, but I don't think you can count just on Contreras to, to be that guy. Uh, the rules changes. This is the first time we've gotten the chance to talk to you so far in spring. What Most people make a big deal of the pitch clock. For me, it's actually the non-shift. I think we're seeing a lot more balls get out to the uh, outfield, you know, balls up the middle. What's what's jumped yeah. out at you? I think the pitch clock has been the biggest change so far in spring training because we're seeing it all every day, all the yeah. time. I think the shifting will come more as we get into the regular season because I don't know that you necessarily see as many shifts or the kind of shifts that you would see in the regular season during spring training, you know, when they adjust based on what the count is. You know, if it's mm-hmm. two balls, he's here. If he's two strikes, he's there. I don't think you see a lot of that in spring training. You also see a lot of guys that switch out. You know, you don't get the starters playing more than a couple, three at bats. So you're not going to double switch or, or uh, shift against a lot of the younger players, you know, coming up through the system. So I, I'm not ready to j- pass judgment on the shift rule yet because I haven't really seen it enough during the regular season. I do like the pitch clock, and I think especially it's kind of one of those rules that the, the pitchers who have spent more time in the minor leagues the last couple of years are more familiar with it and and have used it in the past. So the adjustments going to have to come from the guys that have have been in the big leagues for a long time. But I think as they do it, they're gonna they're gonna like it. When we saw the game today against Nicaragua that they did not use the pitch clock so the WC is not using those rules and it did make a difference mm-hmm. I mean the game was you know what 30 extra minutes longer yeah there was a point in the game today where one of the team Nicaragua players stepped out of the box and took kind of a, a half lap or whatever and it was at that moment that you realized these are the moments that we don't need that baseball is doing a pretty good job of eliminating I, I think when you when you watch a game with the pitch clock I don't really think you notice yeah. how much time it's saving you just, you know, it just you, you kind of forget about what some of those things were between pitches and hitters stepping out and things like that. But then you look at the up at the end of the game, and it's been a two and a half hour game, and you realize that yeah, you saved thirty minutes. It will be interesting once the regular season gets started to see because there's going to be replay challenges. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some time. And pitching changes in the middle yeah, of innings right. will, take, will take time too. So. You know, we're seeing a half hour taken off right now. Is that going to go to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? It's just going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I would, I would guess somewhere between 15 and 20 if I had to guess right now. It won't be, it won't be 30 minutes, I don't think, on an average. I mean, some games will be faster than others. Some, you know, lower scoring games, you know, don't walk a lot of hitters. You know, those games will be faster. But by and large, I think every game will be faster, and that's what baseball wanted. STLSportsPage.com. I know you're writing a whole lot. Uh, just go through kind of what people can find uh, at the website. Well, I'll try to do daily uh, postcards uh, from camp, what I call it, which is just basically a recap of every game. And then uh, uh, we do a little video report as well if people want their highlights that way in, in a real short format. And then some more longer form in, in-depth features. Did one a couple of days ago on Daniel Nicholson, the new assistant hitting coach from Denmark. So uh, just try to look for the, those kind of stories as much as we can. He is Rob Raines, at Rob Raines on Twitter. Cardinals beat right stlsportspage.com. Rob, thanks for the time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We will take a break, and we've got more coming up. In fact, uh, audio from uh, Oliver Marmel. That's on the way next. This is Sports Open Line, a gray bar sports open line from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter on KMOX. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. 
if you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graveheart Sports Open Line. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graveheart, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Let's go! Now from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida, and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, once again, Matt Pauley. This is a Graveheart Sports Open Line on KMOX, broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. This is our final full two-hour edition of the program from Jupiter tomorrow night. Uh, Cardinals are going to uh, play at uh, 5 o'clock Central Time, and we're going to have it for you right here. If we've got some uh, time between that game ending and 8 o'clock, we'll come on and do a little bit of a sports open line then. Uh, And then I am returning to St. Louis uh, this weekend, and I'll be back with you uh, next week from our uh, studios in St. Louis. Tom Ackerman will continue to be down here in uh, Jupiter covering all things Cardinals baseball. We have hit that time of the show. We like to call it fun with audio where we go back through uh, the things that were said by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel today between his uh, pregame and also uh, postgame media availabilities. Uh, we'll start with uh, something he said to talk a little bit about the uh, World Baseball Classic. There's a lot of talk about the WBC today because uh, the team was matched up uh, in a WBC exhibition contest. They were taking on uh, Team Nicaragua. One player, Cardinals have a ton of players participating in the WBC. One player who's not, Wilson Contreras, he made the decision this year not to participate, instead staying back and working with uh, Cardinals pitchers. And Marmel has said this before, but he did reiterate today that uh, that just shows for Contreras how committed he is to the Cardinals by making the decision not to participate in the WBC. I think he made that super clear. Uh, being here, getting to know his teammates and the organization is the utmost importance to him, and um, it's benefited everybody a ton. So, yeah, I appreciated um, him making that decision because uh, it, it does allow for a lot more download a lot of the stuff we we do here and he's been unbelievable yeah as all of these wbc players have been gone it's opened up opportunities for a lot of other players to get some playing time marmel feels like that's kind of played out the way he expected it to no surprises we know what we were getting into and that we were going to allow for a lot of opportunity for some young guys um, to continue to get innings and at bats and some guys that are in moderately camp to come up and um, lay eyes on them but uh today our entire starting outfield is from minor league camp and uh, we're going to see that from time to time in order to give other guys a rest based on just consecutive days playing let's get into some uh, comments on some individuals we'll start with uh, paul DeYoung, and uh, there was conversation about him even before the game as it was pretty clear marmel wants to see more from DeYoung at the plate he's been able to 
swing with no no discomfort there so and, and that's what we're mostly focused on is offensively what it looks like we know what kind of defensive player we have on our hands he's plays a really nice short short sure-handed so um it's just going to allow him more consecutive at bats by being able to play defense now um but yeah defensively you know what we have offensively we want to continue to see the adjustments he made during the offseason come into play against uh, row pitching and once the game got over that uh basic idea did not change all that much today wasn't a great day um if you're just looking at his couple at bats yeah. uh, no and even the swings yeah, but, I mean, it's just one day, so you throw him back out there and see what it looks like over time. Despite the fact that DeYoung is somewhat struggling right now at the plate, uh, no final decisions have been made. They are continuing to evaluate him as they move forward. We're going to continue to look at it over a larger body of work. I think it's unfair for the amount of at-bats that he's gotten and the inconsistent at-bats that he's gotten to say, we have something or we don't. Also on the infield, Mason Wynn. As much as Paul DeYoung has maybe struggled, Mason Wynn has been the exact other side of things. He has been really phenomenal here in spring. He's been a much better offensive player than a lot of us expected him to be. Has played really solid defense, mostly at shortstop. Uh, and they played him at second base today. So now that DeYoung is back healthy and able to play in the field, that's going to limit some of the opportunities at shortstop for Wynn. So they played him at second today. And Marmel, before the game, explained that decision. Being able to see him on the other side of the bag, especially now that DeYoung's going to get in the cadence and playing some short, uh, the ability to bounce them back and forth, I think, is, uh, is a good thing. He's, uh, he's done a really nice job. Defensively, you see him close in on the ball. Obviously, we talk about the arm, but some of these uh, choppers, his ability to come in on the ball, it's, it's pretty impressive. After watching him play a game there, Marmol very happy with what he saw and very comfortable with him in that spot. Yeah, I feel comfortable with him playing over there, and he's comfortable over there and around the back footwork, all that type of stuff, so I've got... I've got no issues with his ability to play on both sides of the bag. Dakota Hudson makes the start for the Cardinals. It's kind of one of those games where, um, you know, we use the term a lot. He pitched better than the box score would indicate. We don't say very often that he did not pitch as well as the box score would indicate. That might have somewhat been the case today. And at the end of the day, the, the latter, you know, not pitching as well as the box score might indicate, that doesn't really matter because you were able to get out of it. So, I mean, his final line is good. Four innings, two hits, two strikeouts. He does issue three walks. He had a number of three-ball counts as well. Uh, when you look at the pitches uh, that he threw today, uh, Hudson goes out there and uh, ends up throwing 64 pitches, 35 of which go for strikes, so not quite as uh, many strikes as he would like thrown. And Marmel did say that they still absolutely do want to see more from Hudson. When you look at the entire body of work, I mean, he seven three-ball counts out of 15 hitters, which is going to make it tough on him. So at the end of the day, just need more consistency. The third inning was pretty good as far as pounding the zone and getting ahead of guys, but he's going to have to do that from the very beginning. One thing Hudson did do, he worked with pace. Now, because this was a WBC game and not a Grapefruit League game, the new rules were not in effect. Pitch clock was not in effect. Um, the shifting rules were not in effect. None of that was uh, was in effect today. So guys could take as much time as they needed. Uh, for Hudson, he continued to work with pace even uh, when he didn't have to, and uh, Marmol was glad to see that. I think it's part of what he does now where he knows that's what helps him. Being slow doesn't. So I think that's just part of his game now, which is, which is a plus. 
one of the things we do when talking about Dakota Hudson is trying to figure out what his role on this team is because we kind of view him as the sixth starter. Perhaps Jake Woodford has moved by him in that category, but at least coming into spring, he was pretty clear as the number six starter. So if you have all five starters healthy at the beginning of the season, what do you do? Uh, do you try to put him into the bullpen? Do you try to find him starts as a six starter? Uh, and Oliver Marmel made the point today that when you look at his profile, somebody who allows a good number of base runners tends to kind of work into trouble trouble and then work out of trouble that with that profile he really does not uh, profile out as a relief pitcher it doesn't make it easy to be a reliever and do that you like he has shown the ability to get out of jams as a starter um with walking the guy getting a ground ball to a play and then there's going to be games where those ground balls find holes it's just the nature of being a ground ball guy and those are the big innings um but we're going to have to find a way to eliminate getting deep in counts and then relying on the two ball. So that moved the conversation in this direction. What exactly does Hudson have to do to become more consistent? Getting out of his own way and just allowing his pitches to work without having to like really try to, I won't even say nibble, um, but be too fine. He's just throwing it down the middle and letting his sinker do what it does and the slider do what it does and uh we've seen him try to piece it together where the sinker's really on and then the slider not a whole lot of feel for it can't land it early in counts so you are able to eliminate it which makes it difficult and vice versa so the ability to put it all together like i said this morning is going to be the key for him a lot of talk about pitching today drew verhagen came out and pitched the final inning of the game against uh, nicaragua he was good at collecting uh, two strikeouts and obviously his manager was impressed he is absolute filth. Is this the Verhagen that you were expected to see last season? Yeah. When you look at his pitches and what they do and how they play off of each other, he can easily be one of the dirtiest pitchers out there. When you look at Verhagen, a guy who has started in the past, obviously can be a multi-inning guy, but Marmel made it clear there's a lot of other roles in the bullpen that he could handle as well. has the ability to do that. He has the ability to bridge you to high leverage guys. He has the ability to be high leverage himself. So a lot of versatility in what he's able to do and when it comes to the bullpen how do you evaluate them like what are you looking at is it uh, what profile of pitcher do you want down in the bullpen and uh, this kind of led to an interesting discussion before the game today just starting with what they're really looking at when they're trying to uh, evaluate these guys who are contending for bullpen spots when you start to look at the bullpen spots there's it fills up really quickly and some guys were are going to be left out that belong on a big league roster. It's just what it is, which depth is a really good thing, and you always want it. Um, but we have some hard decisions to make as the weeks continue. Um, performance matters, uh, but also overall, I'd say kind of when performance isn't there, how that's handled, um, and their ability to respond to a bad outing. And um, is going to be important. But yeah, it's going to be some really, really tough decisions. Um, so how they show up every day matters. And then the conversation took a kind of another turn. I thought this was interesting. This is kind of a, a back and forth between Marmel and uh, some of the uh, reporters who were talking to him this morning. I, the How do you actually best evaluate? Like not the criteria of what you're evaluating them on, but how you're actually doing it in terms of 
starting them in games, trying to work them against, uh, you know, because in spring training games, a lot of the starters are out by the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, and you're bringing bullpen guys in, and they might be facing off against, you know, lesser competition. So what is the the best process to actually evaluate bullpen pitchers? It's something that we've toyed with. That was part of uh, actually yesterday is figuring out a way to, to do that. I don't want to say at the expense of the starter, but if it's a starter that we've seen and feel comfortable knowing what we're getting out of them, um, it might be more important to see the relievers in, in that early spot. So, yes. Um, it seems like a decision. that no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. So we, we've tried to do it where we're switching the lefties as far as who comes out first in order to get a little bit of the meat of the order. Um, and not and enjoy, like we've done it and switch that up. Detroit, right? Yeah, but now it's a matter of like if you really want to see them out against the big boys, you just start them and then let your um, starter finish the game. Is Verhagen like Verhagen would be a prime example of that? Sure. A guy who started. The we board. have several. Yeah. I mean, he's in that bucket, but there's there's a good list that can benefit from that. Well, might we see that then? You think? Um, I we talked about toying with it yesterday. I, I'm not opposed to it. Um, yeah, over the next week, we may be able to see some things that we probably haven't seen in the past, but allow us for better evaluation of the player. I cannot wait. This is it's exciting. <laughs> so with the move, <laughs> things you guys get excited about is unbelievable. So would the move be then, like you said, the starter would pitch late, or would you guys maybe potentially do something like have him do the same that, That's game? what we're discussing. Uh, it can be a combination. There's three ways that we went through possibly doing it. Um, I'm comfortable with either one. It's just a matter of which one is going to make the most sense uh, for all the pieces. So I'm not sure yet. There's three different ways you can possibly do it. A couple other pitchers to uh, talk about. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tink Hens. He has been really impressive so far in, uh, in in spring. He had one game where he struggled, uh, 3.38 ERA over three games. That doesn't count. So the it's kind of weird because today was a WBC exhibition game. The stats don't count as Grapefruit League stats. Like Tink Hentz, his inning of uh, without giving up a run today doesn't count towards his stats. The fact that he gets the win, that doesn't count towards his stats. Doesn't really matter in the uh, grand scheme of things. Uh, but Marmel did say that Hentz has had a nice spring. He's done a really nice job. He's um, gone about it really, really well, carries himself well, handles different situations extremely well, has bounced back after um, an outing that he didn't really like. Um, so he, he's he's checked a lot of boxes, and then he has an electric arm, and he's only going to continue to get better. So we've been happy with uh, the way he showed up and what he's done to this point. So that's just some of what was said today by uh, Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel meeting with the media. Cardinals are going to match up against the Mets coming up tomorrow evening here at uh, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. We will take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll start to uh, put the finishing touches on this edition of a Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX.
starting to wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. Again, uh, we may be on with you about this time coming up tomorrow. We're going to have a great Fruit League Baseball Cardinals and Mets tomorrow. That's going to be a 5 o'clock first pitch, so we'll see uh, how long that goes. And if we've got any time between the end of that broadcast and 8 o'clock, we'll be back with you for a, a Friday edition of Sports Open Line. And that's going to uh, wrap up my time uh, here in Jupiter. I'm uh, flying back uh, this weekend, and we'll be back with you uh, in studio it's going to be, um, I haven't seen the can- the inside of the KMOX studios for a month. I also haven't seen my wife and daughter for a month. So uh, certainly looking forward to that. Did want to talk a little more uh, slew basketball. We talked uh, slew basketball with Carter Chapley earlier on in the program. If you missed it, you can always uh, go back and relive any moment of Sports Open Line at KMOX.com. Also on the Odyssey app where we podcast everything. Really solid performance today. They go on a big run at the end of the first half. They're up on George Mason at halftime, 44-30, to and then they roll to an 82-54 to victory. Uh, big game for Gibson Jimerson. He scores at 21 points. Javon Pickett, 13 points. Sincere Parker uh, scored 10 points. I mean, you look at the box score on this game, and there's just a lot of really good numbers. Uh, the assist total... Uh, that was something that was talked about a lot. 26 assists on 33 baskets. Absolutely phenomenal right there. And something the Atlantic 10 Conference does that I really, really like is they have this um, they have this off day in the middle of the tournament. So tomorrow there's no game, and then SLU is going to be back at it coming up on Saturday when they are set to match up against VCU, and we'll see if they can pull the upset against VCU. So when you've got like buys and double buys and things like that, playing game after game after game in a row, like it that that what that does is it very much favors uh, the teams that have played the least amount of days in a row. But for the A10 tournament, once you get into today's action, everybody's playing, all the buys are over with, um, and I just think. From a basketball standpoint, right? So is is it not completely fair that, uh, well, I mean, I guess Slew got the double buy anyway. So, uh, but the, the the let's say one of these teams that had played earlier in the tournament had uh, advanced and all of a sudden it's a team that's played two straight days versus a team that played one straight day and, and all of a sudden kind of taking that advantage away because uh, you've got a day off in the tournament. Like I understand that argument for not having days off, but also, and, and this is the most important thing here, at the end of the day, you want to have the highest quality of basketball. You don't want to get into the semifinals and finals and just having teams that are absolutely gassed. Like how many times do we see some of these championship games where it's just ugly defensive battles, not many shots are falling, really bad shooting percentage. That's not a rare thing to happen in college basketball. And some of it is the fact that you're playing a team generally for a third time in a year. So it's just tougher to score in those spots. But the other side of it is, you are playing multiple days in a row, and it's not something that you really do. Like sometimes you go play in like a Thanksgiving tournament where you might play three games in three days, but it's not something that you do. Generally, the most you do is play 
two games in, in three days. Every once in a while, there's like a three game and three games in five days sort of situation. But that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen a lot once you get into conference play. So as a league, and I know these decisions aren't made for these reasons. These decisions are made more for TV than anything else. But as a league, if you're able to give teams a day off and kind of give them an opportunity to reset, that should lift up the overall level of basketball uh, as the tournament goes on. Now, if you're going to take that argument, then quite honestly, that probably favors uh, VCU. Uh, they, they've had a better season. You might argue that they're, I don't know if they're more talented than SLU. I wouldn't say they're more talented, but they've had the better season. Sometimes when you pull these upsets, it's because teams are tired and, and all of a sudden they're defensive battles and that, makes it a little bit easier to pull off an upset. So maybe the off day helps VCU more than it helps SLU. But either way, I'm looking, that's a good, that's going to be a really good game. And that's going to be coming up Saturday afternoon. Uh, and you'll be able to hear it right here. Uh, SLU VCU matched up uh, in what's going to be, uh, yeah, a, a good semifinal. And if SLU can win that one, they can advance the championship game still with those hopes of getting to the NCAA tournament. All right, uh, that is it for this edition of Sports Open Line. Again, Cardinals baseball tomorrow, 455 for pregame, 505 for first pitch. Cardinals and Mets, you won't miss it. And then if we've got any time between the end of that game and 8 o'clock, I'll come your way for a very shortened edition of Sports Open Line. We'll talk to you then right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.